it's about that time. For the inside trip. You know that nasty trip. Don't wind up on your back, bro. Are you ready? You better be ready, bro. Because you're about to get inside trip. And we're back. What's up, wrestling fans? What is up, wrestling fans? Yes, we are definitely back. Episode number 28 of the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. You know me, Brandon, joined always alongside my main partner in crime, Ben Watson. What's going on, Brandon? Woo, I am excited. In case you can't hear it in my voice, I am so excited to be here today. What about you, Ben? I'm pretty pumped up, man. We got this Memorial three-day weekend. Got the sun shining, drinking some beers. Oh, and just a great interview we just did. Yes, we have a fantastic interview for your guys' listening pleasure today. Um, I'm sure you're all happy to hear that you're not going to have to listen to me and Ben talk for an hour. So I'm happy to hear that. Before we get into that interview, let's just get down to a little bit of business. As I said, this is episode number 28, two away from the big 3-0. You can find us on Twitter at The Inside Trip 1. We even got a Facebook page out there, The Inside Trip. And you can find this podcast at all your favorite podcast locations, whether it's iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spreaker, uh, any place else, Ben? Ham radios. I don't even know what that is. Oh, there's like the old school radios. Oh, we're not on them. Oh. All right, listen up, guys. We are so excited. We were very fortunate enough today to get to, to, to do an interview, to have a conversation with one of our favorite collegiate wrestlers, Isaiah Martinez. Three-time NCAA uh, finalist, two-time national champ, one of the good guys of the sport, one of the all-around well, badasses. All-around badasses. Yeah. All right? I don't know, Ben. What'd you, what do you think? I, I thought it was fun. It was a great yeah, time. He, he's an awesome dude. He is. All right, look, let's just get into to it. You don't want to hear us talk anymore. We're going to cue this up for you. Listen to what he had to say. He's going to talk about his time at Illinois. We're just going to talk about his time, uh, his NCAA finals turn, you know, match. He's going to talk about, of course, Mark Perry leaving in the upcoming World Team Trials and his upcoming senior season. We hope you enjoy it. All right, everybody, we are joined today with uh, Fighting Illini, three-time NCAA finest, two-time NCAA champ, Isaiah Martinez. Isaiah, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I just got done with the workout and uh, looking to have some good conversation, so I'm doing good. Awesome. Um, as I said earlier, I, we appreciate you coming on here today with us greatly. Um, you're, I got I to gotta admit, man, you're one of our favorite wrestlers in college right now, one of our favorite wrestlers overall. Um, been looking forward to having a conversation with you. Um, I saw recently that you just won the last chance qualifier at 74 kilograms. Congrats on that. How'd that feel? Thank you. Uh, it felt good. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's always a little, uh, nerve wracking when, when, uh, it's like a do or die situation and you're not usually put in that kind of situation very often. And definitely not me, uh, going through college because I, I don't know, there's never, there's never those kind of situations where, uh, there's only one one spot to qualify, so uh, it was definitely different because I mean in the Big Ten you you have eight spots to qualify for like national stuff like that, but there was only one spot, so it was um it was good, it was exciting. Yeah, this was kind of a a different situation for you this year. I mean, 
you were, you were very fortunate enough to be a two-time national champ your first two years, which kind of automatically qualified you for the uh, world team trials or the Olympic team trials. Um, so you were kind of in a different situation this year. From a mental standpoint, how did you how did you tr- work through that during your training? Um, I think, well, uh, after after losing the NCAA finals, obviously that um, was very very difficult. After winning it two years in a row, and and you just you expect you expect yourself to to repeat, and and you expect you I mean you expect all these great things when you when you get success early on. So. Um, I had, I, I guess, I just had to re, recenter myself after after dealing with that loss and um, look back on maybe why, why these things happened or or how I allowed something like that to happen. Um, so I kind of got back to my roots and and try to try to remember. I mean, what what made me great in the first place? And um, basically, I focused on that all training, all, all this training phase, and that's what I've been focusing on going up to the World Team Trials is. It's just getting back to what what has what made me special in the first place, and not trying to be uh, better than I actually am. And I, I know that kind of sounds uh, strange, trying to, not trying to be better than I actually am. And uh, I guess what I'm trying to say is I, I'm focusing on just becoming again more of a brawler and not someone who's just uh, you know just so much touch and go and and focuses so much on the clean technique. Where where I just I if I want to be great. And what made me great in the first place was making everything kind of a dogfight. So um, that's that's kind of been my focus of this training phase, and, and it, it's really hard. You know, it's it's hard to build your body up to do that again. Um, but you know, when you're faced with the, the kind of adversity of like losing an NCAA final, you have no choice. Your back's up against the wall. So um, it's it's been fun. It was it was really tough for the first couple of weeks trying to just break through those barriers again. Um, but I'm feeling really good right now. So do you feel like you're kind of going back to your roots, uh, so to speak? Because uh, you know, I, I didn't notice it personally that you you know you'd made some changes in your technique, but it sounded like what you just said you're you're going back from you know being a little more of a finesse style to being that brawler style that we saw your freshman year when you're picking dudes up and dropping them on their head. You know, is it? Just- yeah, yeah. That's that's essentially it's essentially what, what what I'm saying is yeah, going back to my roots and um, I think I think you. you I got away from it or you, people get away from what makes them great initially because they find success and you, and you, and you, you start believing that you're better than maybe you're better than you actually are. And, and that you can win a different way because I mean, I don't, I don't know. It just becomes second nature when you, when you just, when you're just accustomed to winning all the time. Um, you don't, you don't kind of have that self-reflection or that, that perspective that losses give you, I guess. So, uh, yeah, just, I mean, it's, it's, it's been fun. It's been a fun training phase and it's definitely, um, I'm definitely on the right side of training right now. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. You know, it's funny. Ben said that he didn't notice a big change in your style. Um, you know, Ben and I don't always see things the same. I will admit that one of the things that I saw this year watching you wrestle in the collegiate season was it seemed to me maybe a, a little bit this year that you were not, I, I guess, forcing the action as much as you were your first two years. You were kind of letting some of your opponents dictate the pace a little bit. Um and it's kind of interesting that you must have picked up on that as well after the season. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, the biggest the biggest part that I, that I let slip is uh, just too much holding. You know, getting in your ties and holding on, or you know, digging an underhook and holding and waiting. Where, whereas I don't I don't believe that I have to wait or I should wait. And 
the best form of me doesn't wait in those ties. You know, it's it's really you know you're, move, you're moving your hands, moving your feet, and you get you're getting to your attacks right away. So um, I don't know. Sometimes I think uh, when when you look when you when, I mean when you're a top guy and you look at the guys below you, sometimes sometimes you just don't think that they could beat you and. Um, I think that causes a little bit of laziness, and I think it definitely, definitely altered the way I wrestled a little bit. But um, you know, I, 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 I'm able to realize that now, so uh, it's not going to be like that anymore. So, you know, it's interesting that you make the point that, and it, it, correct me exactly what you said. You said you don't need to be better than you, you don't need to try to be better than you are. Did you say something like that? Yeah, that's my. That's my that's kind of that's kind of my motto right now for the, this training phase and going into next year is you know stop don't don't try to be better than you actually are you know don't if if I if I can't if I can't hit a head inside if I've never hit a head inside single to the right side like I should not be trying to hit that on high level guys right I should be sticking to what I'm good at and and competing the way that uh, got me to that high level in the first place exactly so, you hit you I think you hit it right on the head there. You know, you won two NCAA titles. It's not like you really needed to change a ton about what you, you know with what you were doing to continue to be successful. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it. A lot of it's effort too. I think you get, you know, it's it's when you put so much effort into what you do, and I and I put a, a tremendous amount of effort in what I was doing, winning that first national title. A tremendous amount of effort in winning the second national title. Um, it's hard to sustain that, and and um, not every not everyone is. Is I guess as as gifted, you know, some people could just wrestle a more relaxed style, and and they just they could hit their techniques, and it's flawless and phenomenal, and they don't have to put much effort. But for me, it it, it kind of doesn't work that way. It has to be you know full tilt all the time, and 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 that, that that's hard on someone's mind. It's hard to maintain. But uh, I mean, when again, when you when you lose, and when when everything kind of gets pulled out from under you, you you have no choice, and you have to go back to doing what makes you great. Yeah, I completely agree with you. That's such a great point there. You know, while we're kind of talking about your your NCAA career, your college season, and whatnot, um, you know, you, I mean, let's be honest, you've been a very dominant wrestler um, your first three years in college. Um, you've you've got what two losses. Both the Penn State guys, unfortunately, um, oddly enough, yeah. <laughs> oddly enough, both by fall. I'm sure you're not too happy about that. Um, no, uh, I mean it happened. I mean, yeah, I again, it's it, it is it is a matter of perspective. I, I have I can, I can count the number of losses I have in my college career on, on two fingers. Correct. Um, you know, I I this year I had I won what 33 matches in a row, and I was undefeated all the way up to the national finals. And and I never really got pushed that hard. Um, I, to me, I never felt like I was ever really in that much danger of losing a match. I always felt like I was in control. Um, but I guess when you when you when you strive to be you know the best or or the greatest or whatever whatever your goal is, um, you know the smallest things like that uh, make make a world of difference. So, oh, for sure. And you know, one of the things that at least from my perspective. When I was watching your matches at the national championships this year, um, there was a few times when, at least just from my point of view, that I didn't notice that same, you didn't have that same look on your face that you've had at previous tournaments. And I specifically remember you standing on the stage for the finals before the match started, and you just didn't look like you, at least what the you that we've been accustomed to seeing. 
at what point in time, or do you think was the was the pressure starting to mount to becoming a four time NCAA champ? You know, I don't, I don't think it was the pressure. I, I again, I, I've said this a few times in a few interviews I've had since nationals is um, I had a really, I had a really bad tournament, and it's kind of strange for me to say that because I, I never, I never have bad tournaments. You know, I never. I haven't had a bad tournament since I was a teenager, you know, so it's going, experiencing like your body not feeling good. Like everyone goes through something. I mean, you're, you're going to go through something. If you want, if you want to be a national champ, you're going to have injuries and, and you know, your, your body's going to be hurting. But I never, I never, I didn't ever quite felt like I ever had a bad tournament, but you know, going into NCAAs, the matches that I was wrestling, the, the, the margins of victory that I was having, it was, you know, it was kind of, it was strange. I was having, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, physical, mental dilemma, I guess, but it wasn't. It wasn't the the pressure of becoming a four time national champ because that's all I've ever. I mean, that's all I've ever wanted, and it was never. It was never pressure from the outside. It was always internal pressure, and I don't know. I I never. I never. I never assumed or thought that it would not happen. You know, so sure. it, it it definitely it definitely wasn't that aspect. All right, so let's talk about your finals match, if you don't mind. Um, so you beat Vincenzo Joseph twice during the regular season, I believe once in a dual meet and then once maybe at Big Tens, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yes. And um, so kind of what did he do differently, or what did you do differently in the NCAA finals match to where uh, he was able to reverse that that result? Well, I um, never gave up a takedown to him uh, in the previous two matches. Good point. So he was he's never he's never he's never been able to actually take me down. Um, in the first two matches, he got he got to my leg he got to my leg once, and and I countered to take him down. And the only offensive point he scored on me in the first two matches was a reversal right, a fat man roll right at the end of the match. Um, but besides that, you know, I I kind of shut him down defensively, and I think the biggest adjustment that that he made is is he didn't shoot to my legs this time in the finals. Um, he I think he he slid me by one time and he countered one time off of one of my shots. So it wasn't necessarily um, like him focusing so much on getting to my legs, and that, I think that's how he took me down. And and there were there were there were kind of low effort takedowns where um, he didn't have to. He it, they were great. They were perfectly timed, and it was cre- credit to him because I mean they were they were clean takedowns. So um, that, that was probably that's probably the biggest biggest difference between our first two matches and our third matches is is that he scored a takedown on me. What was your immediate thoughts when the match was over? Um, I don't know if you really, I really had any thoughts. I, I kind of walked, you know, you're, you're, you're shocked. You're stunned a little bit. Um, I remember walking um, to the back, to the back, to the tunnels. And there was like, there's, there, there was two sets of tunnels. There was, there was the, there was the immediate tunnels that you walked out, out from the mats from. And then there was like, the back tunnels where like the garbage gets picked up and stuff, and I and I, wa- I walked all the way to the second tunnels, uh, and you know Mark Mark Perry comes and finds me, and I'm you know I'm sitting there, uh, with with you know my gear in my hand, and I, I'm 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 on a knee basically just catching my breath, kind of just 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 like, I sulking I guess I wasn't I wasn't crying or tearing up or anything like that because I've never been for some reason I've never been one to get emotional after a loss it's always been um contemplation but uh he came up and 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 kind of gave me gave me a little bit of a talk and 
um, kind of a, kind of some things that resonated with me uh, right away. And what did he say um, to you? What did he say to you there? Uh, he said, I mean, he he, you know, with with me and my coaches, I'm I'm the kind of athlete that that believes that my coaches should never tell me what I want to hear. They should always tell me the truth, even if I don't, even if it doesn't, you know, please me. And I think that's 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 a big problem with a lot of with a lot of great athletes is is once you become really good or or great or whatever is that no one wants to go against no one wants to hurt your feelings anymore and and i and and maybe i don't maybe i'm just strange in that way but i've always told my coaches that that um never just to tell me what i want to hear i always want to be told the truth and um you know it's essentially his words kind of he basically put it in the way that that was the truth that I didn't that I didn't actually deserve to win the match and I didn't do enough to work enough to win the match and it wasn't it wasn't like you know harsh in any in any way it sure. was it was the truth right it was it was the truth and and he basically ended it with saying you know you you kind of get what you earn kind of thing so um, it it was it wasn't something that hurt my feelings it was something that needed to be said that I, that I need to hear. And, and I've always kind of been that way. I, you know, I make sure that they tell me the truth and not just what I want to hear and not be like, not, not to be like, uh, it's just a loss. Like you'll, you're, I mean, it, they did, he did give me like, you're, you're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. You'll be better from this. But it wasn't like the, Oh, poor, poor us. You know, we, we really deserve to win this and we, we, we worked the hardest or, or whatever, like talk like that. It was, it was it was basically the truth. It was just the truth, and and I, I really appreciate you know my coaches being that way with me. Yeah, it's kind of, it's interesting you say that. You know, one of my favorite documentaries that Flow Wrestling has done is, was actually the one they did on you. And um, you know, I think there was a point in that documentary where you know Mark Perry was on there saying that after your um, after your loss to Anthony Valencia at the um, uh, what what was that? Juniors. It was a junior world team. Yeah, trial. junior world team trials. You know that he basically just just was blunt with you about what you had to do to, to, to get to where you wanted to go. So Mark Perry doesn't strike me as a guy that's going to sugarcoat things a whole lot of the times, especially to you, I would assume. No, not definitely. Uh, especially not to me. Um, but you know, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I, I really do. I think in, the, in that aspect of, of, of my career, I, I'm real I'm really good with handling criticism. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't really hurt my feelings. It's, if it's the truth, I'll understand it's the truth. If it's, if it's not the truth, I'll, I'll know it's not. Okay, so, you know, you take that loss, which obviously, you know, you'd rather not have. But, you know, on the flip side, are there any positives to it? Because you kind of, you know, you said it earlier in our interview, is that, you know, you, you weren't used, you hadn't lost in a while. You know, you hadn't been humbled in a while. You know, obviously you don't want to lose. But, you know, what are you taking away from that loss to, to benefit you and get you better as a wrestler? Well, I mean, it, there, there's a million things you can take away from a loss, and there's, you know, this wasn't just this wasn't just a loss. Like this was the national finals. Uh, it was a big deal. It was, um, it, you know, it was it was a legacy defining moment, and and that I let slip away. Uh, but it wasn't just it wasn't just one match. You know, I, what I pull away from that was it was a culmination of you know, maybe letting, letting the edge slip a little bit, just a little bit. Like I still, I still work. I worked out, I worked extremely hard and, and you, you, you can't not work hard and be on that kind of stage, right? Like everyone, everyone who was in the finals is a tremendous, tremendous talent, tremendous work has a work ethic, but maybe 
the, the part of things that I pulled away was, you know, not letting the little things get past me anymore, not, not allowing myself to maybe take those mental breaks where, where I believe that I can because I'm, I'm better, I guess. So just kind of staying sharp the entire time and focused on, you know, the entire process, not just those big moments, not just those, those, you know, those legacy defining matches, you know, taking every, every single position, every single, you know, action, you know, taking that to heart and, and giving my best effort a hundred percent of the time. And, and, you know, things like that won't ever happen again. I mean, that's, that's the mindset that you have to have, man. And that's, I mean, let's, let's face it. That's what makes guys like you great and guys like us but, interviewing guys like you. <laughs> not <laughs> <laughs> Right. So, all right. Let, let's kind of move on from your NC, you know, your NCAA performance there. Um, you, we've talked about Mark Perry a little bit. I look at, it's it's obvious it's out there now. You know, it's been announced that Mark Perry is leaving to take over the Hawkeye Wrestling Club. Um, yep. When did you find out about this? Well, I think I was I think I was one of the first ones to know. I I knew I knew Mark was leaving probably a couple of weeks before he ever took the job. Um, I knew I knew before he was visiting Iowa City. He kind of just. You know, me and Mark, me and Mark have a very, a very close but professional relationship where, where he tells me the truth and I tell him the truth, and it's it's never hard feelings because this is this is business, um, and and he you know, he asked my advice, he asked my advice on on what I, what I think he should do, and and I I, I basically gave him the truth like it, where where he wants to be and what he wants to do for this sport, uh. I personally thought it was probably the right move, even though, you know, it's, it's, it, it sucks because, you know, he's my coach and, you know, he really, he really helped me through my career. But, um, you know, this is this, this game, this, this game, we're, we're talking about dreams here and, and, yes. you know, legacies and, and things we want to, for, you know, our kids to see and, and, you know, just our, you want to do the best you can do. So, um, I gave him I gave him my full support and I was never I was never bitter about anything that that happened in this process and you know I'm I'm tremendously happy for him because I know I know the the kind of man he is and what what he can do um with that kind of program so I'm happy for him and 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 I I only wish him the best in the future. So I I want to ask this question. I don't even know if it's even a possibility, but if it is or if it isn't, I guess, I guess it's a good time to squash it. There's a lot of people on social media that talk, you know, does Isaiah follow Mark Perry? Can he or even will he? Um, it sounds like to me that you're focused on finishing out your career, career Illinois. Did it ever cross your mind? Is it even a possibility to even follow Mark at this time? I, you know, I would, you know, to me, loyalty is a big, big deal. Um, I, I would never transfer from Illinois. I, I, I could. I mean, if I graduated, I could. And, right. And, you know, I was on track to, I'm on track to get two degrees uh, by the time I graduate next year. But, um, no, I, I would, I wouldn't transfer. I, I have a job, to, I have a job to finish with this university and, and, and this university has my commitment and, and loyalty, loyalty to me is, is, is a big deal. So, um, no, I would never leave my coaches here and, um, the school. That's great to hear, man. That says a lot about the, uh, I guess the personality integrity and, and, and the integrity of someone such as yourself. What's it going to be like to train for your senior year? you know, to cap off what's been such an amazing career already. What's it going to be like to train and prepare and to even compete in the collegiate season without Mark Perry in your corner? 
You know, it, it's it, it, uh, obviously Mars Mark was a big part, but I have two other coaches, and they they don't get enough credit for what they do because uh, as big as Mark was to my career, uh, he was only one third of the part. My other coaches are, are, are the, the other third of those parts. They they played equally big roles in, in my preparation and, and my mental approach and things like that. You know, Jeremy Hunter and and Jim Heffernan, our head coach. Um, I don't, they don't get enough credit, but right now, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's going to be that different. You know, the, the, the person who trained me and, and, and who basically gave me a more technical advice, what was Jeremy Hunter? You know, he's, he's right. He's the one working with, with me now. He's the one running my workouts and, and, and that's never been any different. Mark, Mark has always been the guy who, who, you know, basically instilled confidence and, and, and molded the mind. You know, that was his, that was his best attribute for me. But, you know, the, the working out and the, and the technical part were, were, were Jeremy Hunter and, and the, the one who kind of kept me out of trouble and kept me uh, in line is, was, was Coach Heffernan, you know. So, yeah. um, you know, he's, he's, more of, he's more of the, the godfather figure, you know. So uh, if you get a call from that guy, you're like, oh, man, what did I do? <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's funny you say that because when we had the, uh, you know, when we were fortunate to talk to your teammate uh, Zach Brunson on a podcast episode after the NCAA's, you know, he kind of described Heffern as kind of like the uh, the parental figure of the program, and uh, Mark is kind of like the the big brother of the program. Um, but it's yeah, great. Uh, Hef, Go ahead. Hef's definitely the godfather. And we love Heffernan. You know, Heffernan's from Ohio. We're from Ohio ourselves, so we, we, we love to see Heffernan as the head of that program. And it's great to hear you say these things like this because, you know, I don't think people realize how much Jeremy Hunter is probably doing for that program. Um, and I would venture to say – Tremendous. I, I don't think he, – he's, he's phenomenal. I, 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 can, I, I totally believe it. And I, and I also don't think that people realize how – how important coach Heffernan is to that program. I don't even think he gets the credit that he deserves a lot of time. And I think he was, he probably even overshadowed a little bit by having Mark Perry there on that, on that coaching staff. Well, yeah, I, I think half is, half is overshadowed by a lot of things. You know, he's kind of a quieter guy. I mean, you have, you have Mark Perry and then you have me like blasting the lines in the media and everything like that. And, you know, we're, we're very outspoken guys. So I think that's why, uh, he gets overshadowed a little bit, but, uh, there's there's no doubt about it that that, that guy's the boss. So, um, uh, he 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 runs the show. Hey, uh, Isaiah, do you know if they're going to be bringing anybody in to take uh, Perry's place? Uh, yeah, we're. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, I don't know who, but I'm. We ha- we. I'm guessing we have an open assistant coach's position now. So. Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a hire in the next couple of weeks. Any ideas? Come on, you want to share any? Uh, I wish. I wish. I knew. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've been I've been badgering half about it, but he won't tell me. He's like a he's like a a safe. He won't he won't give me any information. You mean you're not like LeBron James? You don't have a say in the uh, the hiring of coaches? Uh, you know what? I I like to believe I do. I think <laughs> I think uh, I think they 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 take my advice. Uh, I think they view my opinion as valid. They don't view me as such a kid anymore. Like when I was 19 years old as a freshman and just high energy and like anything that, anything that came out of my mouth, you always have to take it with a grain of salt. I think now they, they value my opinion a little bit more since I've been around the block. Uh, but uh, he's, I'm still I'm still an athlete at this university and and um, 
you know, I don't make any decisions for this program. So I, I'm, I'm, I know, I know he's going to hire somebody good, someone who has good ideas and, and that that's going to care about this program and care about the athletes. Uh, so I have no doubt about that. All right. Well, I'm going to throw my hat in the ring. So uh, if you can put in a good word for me, maybe we get to scrap next year. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we do like to crack jokes from time to time. We keep this podcast pretty loose. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I've listened. To, I've listened to a few. Uh, wow, thanks. Appreciate that. You, so you're the one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk real team trials, man. Um, I, I'm I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm actually going to be there to, to watch it live. Um, but one of the things I have to ask Nebraska. is, uh, yeah, Nebraska. So much going on out there, right? Um, there was rumors that we were going to see you at 70 kilos what made you decide to go 74 kilos uh the number on the scale made me decide to go 74 (laughs) kilos Um, what are you walking around at right now i uh i walk around probably about 76 oh wow okay i mean i'm not yeah it's different it's different when you're making weight every single week like during the ncaa season uh your weight could stay a lot lower but I don't know. I put, I put on muscle. I put on weight pretty fast. So I'm in I'm in pretty good shape right now, and I, and I feel very great. I feel very good with my training. So, um, but yeah, I'm a little bit out of range for 70 kilos right now. It's funny because uh, you're not very tall, right? No, I'm five. I like to, I'm five eight with with uh, with a good on a good day. So That's, that hair spiked up. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm about five. I'm actually about five seven and a half. You know, it's that's funny. That's what I tell people. Um, it's funny you say that because uh, you know I, I I ran into you. Well, I didn't run into you. I saw you after the NCAA tournament in St. Louis, and the first thing I said to myself was probably the closest I'd seen you like up front and personal. I thought, wow, I I thought he'd be bigger. Like I really did. Yeah, I it, it, the the I think the camera makes you look bigger. Uh, it, they're because they're like over. I don't know if they're, it's the angle, but I. Uh, I feel like I, everyone looks bigger uh, on video right? for some reason. And it might have something to do yeah. with you just picking dudes up and dropping them on their heads a lot. So, um, so No, who, I, maybe, maybe it's just because I'm more, I'm more wide than I am tall, so I'm not very, like, long. So maybe 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 it's just an optical illusion. Who knows? <laughs> right. Um, all right, so who's going to be in your corner for World Team Trials? Uh, Jeremy Hunter and uh, Brian Medlin. All right, nice, nice. Hey, uh, r- so, real quick, and I, I guess we're backstepping a little bit. How come you didn't wrestle in the open? I, I don't know if you, if there was something out there and I just missed it, or oh, because I was because I wasn't ready. I don't think to compete right away. Okay, okay. You know, you, you you know, you know, you go again with with a loss, and uh, you kind of got to recenter yourself and and you know look at look at what you're doing and re reapproach and get ready to compete so well you can't just you, i couldn't just go on doing what i was already doing you know i had to, i had to change things up a little bit so i wasn't i wasn't necessarily ready to compete at that time all right that, that's a very fair point i i can i can understand that who you've been training with um you know obviously hunter but you know guys in the room wise uh you know is there anybody in particular that you've been working out with no i you know i just work i work out with with the guys we have here we have you know our, our 84 pounder emery parker who was uh he's good he was about he was a, he was a he made it to the quarterfinals. He was around a twelve guy. You know he's tough, big big strong guy. You know Xavier Montalvo was three time state champion for Illinois, and uh, he'll probably get his, he'll probably get his first taste of the lineup next year. 
Um, Carver James, another three-time state champion from Illinois, who who will probably get into break into the lineup next year. Um, that's that's been that's been essentially the core group of guys. Uh, it's just it's been it's whoever is staying in town. You know, right now we just we just got done with finals about a week or two ago, and coach likes to give us a little bit of time off. But um, no, I'm not I'm not I'm not one for taking too much time off. So I was I've stayed in Champaign. I, I haven't been home in in a while. So I've been here just training for the world team trials with those guys. Nice. So, look, 74 kilograms, a lot of people consider this, A, one of the deepest weight classes at World Team Trials. But on the flip side, a lot of people also consider it only a two-horse race. I mean, you have two of the most recognizable names in wrestling in that weight class between Jordan Burroughs and Kyle Dake. What are your thoughts on that? What are my thoughts on that? it being a two-person race? Yes. I say... Uh, Oh, I don't believe that. Obviously, as a competitor, I don't. I don't believe that that um, there's a such thing as a two-person race. You know, there is this. This is this is wrestling, and anything can happen. You know, uh, you know they work tremendously hard. I work tremendously hard, and you know there's a bunch of good guys in the weight class, and anything can happen. And I and I and I have confidence in what I'm doing and, and my direction and and what I can do on that kind of stage. So, um, you know, people people can believe what they want to believe, but um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens June, June 8th, 9th and 10th. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm tremendously excited for the opportunity. You know, I was, I was in high school when a lot of these guys are winning national titles. I was, you know, I was a freshman in high school. So I, I, you know, I obviously looked up to a lot of these guys that, that I might be competing against. Um, and it, it's crazy how everything just comes full circle. Um, uh, you know, so it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be good. I'm, ex- I'm really, I'm really excited to, um, you know, just go out there and, and, and enjoy what I'm doing and, and love, love scrapping. So, um, you know, if I get, if I get a guy like Derringer or Kyle Dake first round, you know, who, I, I don't care. I, I would love that. But I would prefer that, you know, it's, you know, these are, these are dream matches. These are, you know, matches that people would, would pay a lot of money to see. So I'm, I'm, I'm re- I'm really excited. And I'm ready. I mean, let's face it, this, it. Those types of matches are the reason why people like you do this. I would have to assume. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah, maybe if you look at it that way, and I, I certainly do. Maybe some people don't look at it that way. Maybe they, they don't want that kind of challenge. And but you know, I I think you know, win or lose, you know, I'm gonna lay it out there on the line. So uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, so I'm looking at the World Team uh, Trials Tournament qualifiers. Have you wrestled a number of these uh, these guys in freestyle? I know you know you're pretty savvy in freestyle. I'm okay in freestyle for now. I think I think I have a long way to go, and I, I feel a lot better in in certain areas. But I think that I think freestyle does suit my style. I used to believe that that freestyle did not, but as I've gotten older and and again more savvy in certain positions, I think freestyle does actually suit my style of wrestling. Um, I've wrestled. Let's see. No, I've wrestled. I've wrestled a handful of the guys that are going to be at the trials. I've only, I've only ever wrestled uh, Anthony Valencia in in actual live competition. But I wrestled a few of these guys during during practices and stuff like that. So it'll it'll be fun. So you got a good, you got a good feel kind of for for where you're at. Uh, what are your? And I know this is a silly question to ask somebody as competitive as you, but you know what are your expectations going into the tournament? I I mean my expectations are to win. You know my expectations are to put on a great show and. And you know, take those guys 
basically to a place they've never been and, and try to, and try to see who comes out on top. Right. That's, that's, that's the way I look at it. Like, you know, enforce my, my style of wrestling and, and wrestle at a pace that I know that I can wrestle at and, and make these guys feel uncomfortable. And, you know, if I, if I, if I win, that's, that's the goal. If I lose, you know, I, I learn. So. Do you know if uh, Vincenzo or Mark Hall are going to be there? I don't know. I hope so, though. I mean, I mean, I don't. I, I doubt that Mark Hall will be there because he he wrestled at the Open for juniors, right? To to sit out in yeah. finals juniors. Right. Yes. So I mean, it's a, it's a, it's the same weekend. So I I doubt that he's going to want to do that to his body. You know, you know, I'm he's he, I mean he's he's probably leagues ahead of everyone else at juniors right now. Yeah, no doubt. But then then it still it still takes a toll on your body. Then trying to go into uh, a mini tournament with at, at America's deepest and best weight class so uh it's it's doesn't, it doesn't seem likely for him to go uh vincenzo i don't know i hope so i would like to get that match back and and i'm sure i'm sure we'll wrestle next year but that's always that's always exciting uh, oh to man think about. that's gonna be a hot ticket to wrestle when the next time you wrestle vincenzo um what's up with that twitter beef you and mark hall had earlier me and mark hall what are you talking about didn't you guys have a twitter beef when um no, no, I would never, I would never come at someone. I never, all right, I don't ever come at someone on Twitter first. Exactly. <laughs> that's, not the, that's not, that's not the, that's not the way I roll. It's, it's, I never, I never try to, you know, come at someone first, but if, if, uh, if I, if I deem it right, I will, I, you know, I will defend myself and with, with my wit and, um, <laughs> no doubt. No, no, that's no, just I, my... I, I, I I don't, I don't, I don't ever try to come at someone. That's just my boy Ben trying to stir the pot a little bit. That's kind of his mo. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, all right. So let's look. You've got one more year of college. All right. You've got some unfinished business at Illinois. Um, you're on track to ha- to being one of the greatest collegiate wrestlers of all time. I mean, it's okay. you, you, your career has been amazing. It's been so much fun as a fan to watch. Um, arguably, going into next season, 165 pounds is going to be one of the toughest weight classes. Um, how do you feel about that? That's got to get you, Jack, excited, right? Yeah, uh, that that I guess that's that's what competitors look look forward to is is that challenge, and that that's I'm no different. Um, more than more than just trying to be the best, it, you you look for situations where you, you're gonna have to you're gonna struggle and you're gonna want to have to push yourself at practice. So. Um, I, I mean, I knew 65 was 65 is always a good weight class. Uh, it's just it's for some reason in America it's it's typically a very deep weight class, but um, even more so th- this year and and you know even next year it's going to be even deeper. So um, I don't I don't know. Uh, you know I it's been a long time since I've gone into a, a wrestling season. You know, not the number one guy. Uh, it's been almost. It's been about two and a half years, so uh, I'm I'm excited to see how my preseason training is going to go. I, I I kind of have a feeling I know how it's going to go, and you know I won't I won't have a chance to you know reclaim that top spot until the Big Ten's and Nationals. So uh, it's it's going to be a long season, but it should be exciting. It should be fun for the fans to watch, and there's a lot there's a lot of storylines and a lot of you know a lot of big programs of good guys at 165. So. I mean, it's it's just, it's going to be another exciting year, and I can't wait. So I noticed, you know, obviously this past year was your first year at 165. Um, did you notice 
you know, a big difference in the weight increase. I'd have to assume that going into your set, you know, your senior senior season with the a second year of training and getting your body acclimated that it's probably you're probably going to be a little more prepared um, physically for that weight. But what did you notice a difference this past year? Yeah, I think it, the biggest difference was just the leverage. I'm, I'm, you know, I wasn't the tallest 57 pounder, and I'm, and I'm by no means tall at all at 65. So they're even taller at 65. So uh, I'm an explosive wrestler where where I get under guys and 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 pick them up and put them down hard. Uh, but when a guy is taller, it, it's a little bit harder to get through those hips because they're so much longer. And I was I was coming across that more at 165 because the guys were taller. And I think that was the biggest difference. Not not even, not the strength or the speed. It was just the leverage. And uh, you got to adjust a little bit to it, and, and I did. Uh, but now going in, I'll be more prepared for those earlier matches where, where, where last year I was a little bit more surprised by how hard it was to get through the guy's hips. So, so you can you can say it was Vincenzo Joseph or whatever, but who was your toughest opponent that you thought, you know, who was the person that was real tough this year to wrestle? Um... I they, I don't know they were they were kind of all the same, uh, you know I when I wrestled Jordan in the semis, uh, that was like that was like the only guy that I didn't take down all year. So I guess as far as getting my offense going, he was the hardest one to score on. Uh, but you know the, all the guy all the guys were good. You know Logan Massa, Vincenzo Joseph, and Chandler Rogers, and. Uh, Daniel Lewis from Missouri. They were all they were all about the same. They were all really good, uh, but I guess yeah, Jordan Jordan would probably be the toughest one I had to score on. I, I mean, I, I didn't score on. I won by riding. I won on a riding time point. So yeah, that was close uh, match. probably him. Isaac Jordan. Yeah, it was, it was closer than I liked it to be. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny. You, you're three years in a row. You've had very very close matches in the semifinals. I think your freshman year. What was it, three to two with James Green, and then your sophomore year was a sudden victory win over Ian Miller, and then the, obviously Isaac Jordan last year, two to one on writing time. So um, you've had to earn that spot in the finals every year. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, I, I've never really, I never really looked at it that way until you just said it. They're, they've all been uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty close matches. Uh, yeah, I mean if. I think I think winning on writing time is a, is a big deal though. I mean the way I win on writing time is I'm not I'm not very good at like leg riding or anything. So all I do <laughs> is hustle ride. Right. So if I'm gonna win on writing time, basically I'm gonna have to put pick the guy up and put him down about a billion times. So uh, when I do win on writing time, I know I know I really like earned that one. So uh, look, there yeah, was it's, it's I... they, they've been they've been all really close. I don't think I've ever seen any more of a hustle riding time than when you were chasing James Green around the mat with your hand on his crotch by just holding on by your fingertips. You know, you know what that that was that that position that situation that six six or seven seconds that I chased him down won me a national title. That it absolutely was, did. You know, when when I when I look back on that moment, I was like that that was my defining moment. That won me a national title because that that secured my riding time. All right, look. Man. Oh man, I, I've I've watched I've watched that exchange probably about uh, two dozen times because I because I, I I explicitly remember him. He kept getting to his feet. And yes. I was like, man, this guy really wants to get away. <laughs> and he knocked he knocked me on my heel one time, and I and I had I, well, I it wasn't in his crotch. I had so I had it I had it from rear standing, and it was on the inner thigh. Inner thigh, yeah. On by my fingertips. 
I was holding on by my fingertips, and he was running away, and I basically let him, his momentum take me up into him. Man, I, it was impressive to say the least. All right, look, Imar, man, we've had you on for, for, for about 40 minutes now, so we want to kind of wrap things up. I know you've got a busy schedule and everything. Um, post-collegiate, post-collegiate, what are you looking to do? I've heard you do some interviews. You've talked about possibly getting into MMA. Obviously, you're, you know, you're competing in some uh, international styles right now. Uh, I'd have to assume that you would make a great coach. You've talked about you know, you're going to graduate with two degrees. What's the future look like for Imar? That's 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 the best question of them all, right? I don't. Um, I think I think I have a, a, a certain direction that I want to go into, but you know, there's so many there's so many options. Like I've always, I've always, I've always wanted to fight. Like you, you, you see those guys and and they make big money and, and they have you know the attention of millions and millions of people, and you believe you could do things like that. But I don't. I don't know if I'll ever go down that path. It's it's definitely an option. Um, I think my, my dream, my dream again is, is, you know, to get world and Olympic gold medals and then go on and, and be a coach to try to win national titles and, you know, hopefully help guys like me win national titles. Absolutely. All right. I got a couple of questions I want to wrap you up with first. I got to know right. who's the toughest guy you've ever wrestled bar none at any point in time. At any point in time. Oh man, that's I've been wrestling for 19 years. Give me one. Uh, uh, you know I think in college when I wrestled James Green, those were those were you know that semifinals match was kind of a knockout match. Uh, you know definitely wrestling Jason Nolf. Yeah. At the Big yeah. Ten Finals, that was that was a brutal, brutal, brutal match. Just how long it was, it was yeah, awesome. Yeah. That was a great uh, match. That, that was good. Um. Yeah, I guess those two guys, those two guys would probably be uh, in my college career so far uh, the toughest. But uh, when I first got when I first got into college, probably if you would ask me that question, I would have probably said Boris Novoselov. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, he's because, tough. Not just because he was tough, just because of what he would do to me in the wrestling room. <laughs> uh, he would he would mercilessly whoop me bad. Like I would shoot a shot, and he would put me in a head pinch. I'd wake up like two minutes later oh, wow. and not know where I was at. <laughs> like things, things, like things like that. Like he would, te- he would just get a head pinch and check me out, and I'd wake up. I'd wake up like, "What well, did I win? What happened?" <laughs> and, <laughs> no, I don't think you won that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, so definitely, definitely. I mean, there's, I've had a million moments like that where I've, I've just kind of gotten beat up pretty good. Uh, not so much anymore, but uh, definitely in the past. I hear you. All right, from a non-wrestling standpoint, just on a personal level, what's one of, what's one of your favorite things to do that's outside of wrestling? Oh, uh, I don't do too many things outside of wrestling anymore. It's kind of all encompassing in your life, but uh, you know, I like I like fishing and stuff like that. It takes it takes your mind off things. So I uh, I watch a lot of movies and play and I play. Uh, I try not to play too much video games, but. Uh, I do every now and then when the friends are, when the friends are over, teammates are over. So, you know, I fish and play video games and watch. I watch a ton of movies. What video games are you guys playing? Uh, we play like Super Smash Bros. on on like nice. uh, Nintendo Wii. You know, party games like that, like Mario Party stuff like that. Sweet. All right, man. Last question. This is probably going to be the most important one. Are Are you still eating Long John Silvers after you weigh in? No, I wish. I wish. You know what? I wish I was that good where I could just make weight and just eat whatever the hell I wanted to yep. and still go out there and, and kick some ass. But 
uh, the older you get, <laughs> the more you learn. You can't do things like that. That was one of my favorite stories from from that uh, from the uh, documentary you guys did. That's funny. That was ter- that was a terrible. I mean, that was terrible. <laughs> I've never felt so bad in my entire life. <laughs> so sick. Look, I'm with you. I love hush puppies, but I don't know if I could throw down some hush puppies after cutting weight. I love hush puppies. I mean, shoot. I mean, I grew up in a Hispanic household. We had we had good tasting food every single night for dinner, and 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 uh, they weren't. It wasn't good food for you. It was uh, definitely a lot of salt and and uh, lard. So, but the food was great. And you know that when you get when you when you become a high level athlete, trying to trying to change something like that that you grew up with your entire life, it's definitely there's definitely some roadblocks and some like moments where you're like. I can do whatever I want. I'm, right. I'm good enough to do this, and and you learn that you, you learn that you can't do those things. Look, man, I hear you. Look, I've got a wife who's Hispanic, and sometimes she cooks up great meals. And so sometimes I don't know whether to ask her. You know, look, are you doing this because you love me, or are you doing this because you're trying to kill me with all that sodium and lard? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, I've always, I've always, I've always said this joke jokingly. I've always said that I love salty food. So I, I'm probably going to go out and be a heart attack at probably age 55 <laughs> because I just love, I love high sodium food. That's funny, man. Good stuff. Well, hey, listen, Isaiah. Again, we thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you know, this is this makes doing these types of things for us. It, it makes it fun. Um, we wish you the best of luck next year. We wish you the best of luck at the World Team Trials. Um, obviously, in anything that you do in the future. Is there any last thing that you want to say? Anybody you want to shout out? Any final comments? Oh, no, thanks Thanks for having me on, guys. I, I really do enjoy doing things like this, and I do enjoy the, I do enjoy the, the fun questions. I enjoy the tough questions, too, even though sometimes they're hard to talk about. I think, you know, I think it's good because I think people who listen enjoy enjoy getting into the minds of other athletes, and, I, and I'm no Absolutely. different. I like when, when, like, Kyle Snyder speaks, I'm, like, hanging on every word trying to listen for to what sure. that dude's saying. So um, I, I enjoy doing things like this. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. You know, thank you again. By the way, I got to tell you, we, I, I told a couple of people that we were going to be doing this interview, and they said, don't you think it's kind of ironic that Isaiah is coming on a podcast that's called The Inside Trip with the slogan of Don't Wind Up on Your Back, bro? Oh, no. I know. <laughs> oh, man. That's brutal. Yeah. That's I'm, super I'm, brutal, I'm, I'm, Brandon, I'm, come working, on. I'm working on not getting inside trips anymore. Don't worry. I'll be fine. <laughs> All right, man. Well, best of luck at the World Team Trials. I'm going to be there to see it live. I hope I get to see you do some damage out there. And again, best of luck next year. We we really hope you do well. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. All right. Take care. Have a good one. Yep. You too. All right, guys. Well, there you have it, man. Isaiah Martinez talking about last year's NCAA performance, upcoming World Team Trials, Mark Perry leaving and then the upcoming NCAA season. Ben, that was a fun, fun interview. That was a great interview, and I tell you what, it was really informative. One of the things that stuck out to me, and we kind of mentioned it during the interview as well, is that he's saying, and I, you know, I don't want to quote him perfectly here, but he's saying that he doesn't need to be better than he actually is or think that he's better than he actually is. And what I take from that is, look, he won two NCAA titles wrestling the way he does. Right, and when he kind of changed his style, maybe a little bit, he said he got a little—he didn't say lackadaisical, but he didn't get into his positions the way he used to, and and I think maybe that probably cost him his match in the finals because if you go back, I tell you what, go back and watch that Ness match at the Big Tens where he's just throwing people around. That's the way he wrestles, you know, or when he, the matches he beaten off in. I'm—I think he's going to be—I think that loss is going to help him. He's going to be a new wrestler. I think so too, you know. One of the things that I really want people, that I hope people 
don't do or, or that I don't want to happen is I don't want people to look back on Isaiah Martinez's collegiate career, which, look, already a three-time finalist, already a two-time champ. And I'm going to go out there saying I don't care what the rankings in the beginning of the season start off as. I truly envision Isaiah Martinez winning a third national title next year. But I don't Agreed. want. People, I do not want people to look back on his career and remember him just for that loss in the finals to Vincenzo Joseph. And if you do, then you're missing out on so much. I mean, he's had such a stellar career. He's such a phenomenal competitor. He's phenomenal. I mean, the wrestler. way he competes, he competes with su- with such an intensity and with such a passion that, to be honest, it's it's guys like that that make being a wrestling fan so much fun. In my opinion. Oh, man, I love watching him wrestle. He's, he's one of those guys who can't miss TV, right? Absolutely. You know, you know the funny thing is, is um, I remember back his freshman year when he's just dominating through people. and That was a fun year to watch. Kinda, I, I was kind of like, oh, I'm just waiting for this guy to lose. When's he going to lose? Right. When's he going to lose? Right. Um, and he never did. And I love seeing greatness happen. But it wasn't until getting to watch that that Isaiah Martinez documentary on flow. When, after I watched that, that's when I, you know, you get to kind of see the, the insides of a person, the, the internal workings of sure. what makes them drive. And that's when I truly became a big fan of his. Uh, listen, man, I don't, I don't even know what more we can say. No, nothing more, man. A huge fan. All right. So that's all we got for you guys today. We hope you enjoyed the interview with Isaiah Martinez. Um, watch the real team trials coming up here in a couple of weeks in June. He's competing in one of the deepest weight classes. Everybody's calling it a two-man race, but with some of the names in that weight class, look, we may see some things get shaken up. I think he'll make some noise, and you know, and if he, even if he doesn't win it, you know, he's definitely got a shot to make the uh, the team, right? Top three make the team. Yeah, you know, I love the fact that he, you know, he's in that weight class with again going back Jordan Burroughs, Kyle Dake, and when you ask him what his expectation is, he gave you an answer that I, w- I wouldn't have expected anything less. Correct. His expectation is to go out there and win it. Yep, and that's <laughs> so champions do. I know we, I kind of said this in jest earlier, but look, that's what differentiates people like him from the average people like us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, the average Joes, the average Joes. All right, guys. Again, that's all we got. Hope you enjoyed it. Episode number 28, the Inside Trip Wrestling Podcast. Um, I do want to throw out there, we love feedback. Please can keep it going. We get feedback all the time. We love it, whether it's constructive or positive. It doesn't matter what it is. Hit us up through email, through Twitter. We love to hear from you. Episode number 28, as always, don't wind up on your back, bro.